everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Niche on Niche. I'm Derek. I'm Rachel. And this week you're joining us for the start of a new series. We're not sure what we're calling it, but it's a new marriage series or a couple series that mm-hmm. we're starting as um, me and Rachel are preparing in the coming weeks for our wedding. Um, we thought it'd be a cool idea to start a series about marriage and we wanted to invite different married couples from our church. Um, we want to ask them about their journey through marriage um, before, during, after, how it's impacted their lives, how they've struggled through it, how they've managed to get through the struggles. Um, but we want to start this week with just a little intro about ourselves because we thought, you know, before we go off and start a podcast asking other couples about themselves, we thought, you know, maybe we should introduce ourselves and our story yeah. um, for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. And we felt that it was important to kind of set the context of who we are and what perspective we're coming from, um, because we have been together for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And we also want to let you guys know how we met. You, we want you guys to know what our story is. Um, for those of you who may not know, maybe you've heard bits and pieces of it, but you may have not heard the whole story. Yeah, I think because we've been together for so long and we've been in the church, we just kind of assume that everyone knows. But I'm, I'm sure there's people who are not super aware of our story and are curious about how it all went down. Yeah. Um. So do you want to start us off? How How did we meet? All right. So cue the oz. <laughs> um, so... I first moved to the States in 2001 Mm. when I was around five years old. And when my family moved to the Bay Area, we had um, a lot of family friends already here and they were attending the Mountain View Korean SDA church. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we started attending that church. And lo and behold, when I'm there, there's little Derek. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we actually, you know, became friends. We started playing together. And our older sisters actually, like, played puppies with us. Mm -hmm. So Derek and I, we were the puppies. And we named ourselves after Derek's dogs at the time, Toby Mm -hmm. and Daisy. Mm -hmm. Um, And our sisters were our owners. So we would, you know, like, be on all fours, crawling around, barking, and being cute as little puppies together. Um, So that's kind of where it all started when we were five years old. I think we did talk about this a little bit in the Jenna podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's like we don't have that much recollection of that necessarily. Yeah. I remember the name Derek and I remembered his parents very clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of us like playing puppies together, not so much. Mm. But I like to think that. Maybe there's somewhere in my mind. That was where the sparks all <laughs> yeah, started. Yeah, that's where it all started. Who knows? <laughs> um, and after a couple of years, at some point in like elementary school, around fourth grade, my family actually left the church and went to another church. Um, and for many years, we attended different churches. And at around like... Was it the winter of freshman year, sophomore year? Yeah, I think a winter of my freshman year. And your yeah, so year. my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister got her driver's license and she was like, let's go Let's go back to our, our the old church. Let's go back to that mm-hmm. Korean church. I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. 
So we got there, and of course, there were some familiar faces, especially like the older adults, because our parents were so involved with the church years ago that the adult faces we remembered. And I remember I was in line for potluck, and I was getting to eat, and I was with my friend Holly because she was someone that I knew, and we like clicked back together so well. I was in the potluck line, and I looked, and I was like, oh my gosh. Is that Derek? And then I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, he got so cute. <laughs> Luckily, you came right after I went through my chubby phase. Yeah. Um, and of course, immediately, Holly, who has known Derek basically all those years, because she had stayed at that church, she was like, ew, gross. <laughs> 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 but for me... Um, someone who didn't see all those phases that Derek went through. Um, I was just like, wow, he's so cute. He got so cute. And I was immediately just drawn toward him. Um, yeah. And I went up to, I approached Derek and I was like, hi, do you remember me? And do you remember what you said? Uh, I remember I don't remember you. Yeah. I don't. What did I say exactly? You were like, um, no. <laughs> And then, like, someone from, like, like next to us, they're like, you don't remember her? She was here. Da, 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 da. He's like, she was here years ago. And Derek was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And he, you were trying to be, like, so nice about it. Um, but obviously, you did not remember who I was. <laughs> I guess it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be at that point. The puppy spark had died. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. Um, and so at that point... I was just like intrigued by Derek, but I was like, okay, well, this guy doesn't remember me anymore. Well, that's that kind of sucks. Oh, well. And I just, you know, went on my merry way and was being me at church. Um, and I guess I started to take on some leadership positions at church after some time. Like I attended VBS and of course, I loved being like a group leader and just serving VBS so much. And um, Derek was also a part of that. And I saw him being such a great like game station teacher. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so involved with the church. And again, he's still so cute. Um, but man, these leadership roles that he's taken on, that's so impressive. And that was actually how we kind of started talking because I was a Sabbath school teacher for I think kindergarten at that time and one of the ways that we really started talking was me just being away a lot on weekends for football and basketball tournaments and asking someone to cover and it would it would always be you and so <laughs> there would be a lot of times that I would ask you to cover for me because I would be gone for Sabbath school um, and then I remember like after a couple times Rachel would be like Man, you only talk to me when you need me to teach your Sabbath school. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> or like, you, I remember you were like, you only text me when you, I, you need me to teach your Sabbath school, and I was kind of like, well, yeah, what? Why would I be texting you <laughs> otherwise? <laughs> and so after that, there was like a couple times when I think you know, occasionally we started texting here. We started texting here and there, um, and just talking more and getting closer. Um, and especially, again, like you said, through spending hours together through VBS, um, working hard yeah. on those summer days. Sweating our butts off. Mm -hmm. Being exhausted together. Chasing kids around. Chasing kids around. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I mean, but it was really during those moments where you see someone like at the most vulnerable sometimes because we were exhausted, exhausted, stressed, tired. Yeah. Um, and like none of us were getting paid to be there. It was literally like we were doing it for the sake of the church and we loved being there and we loved being there for the kids. And I think that's the thing that stuck out is that we both really enjoyed doing it. Because mm-hmm. I know one thing that stuck out to me about you was that I was able to see your joy when you're with kids and seeing you singing and dancing on stage and Heck just yeah. having so much genuine fun with children is really a beautiful thing to see. And that was something that my sister noticed actually and she kind of pointed you out to me i was like man like rachel's so cute like why don't you, why don't you talk to her i was like oh i don't know Thank you. it's kind of interesting <laughs> and still at that point even when um his sister crystal was like oh my gosh that rachel's so cute Derek was like i guess yeah <laughs> sure because again like in his mind i'm just that person that you know attends church with him and yeah. You know, when I need her to teach Sabbath school, she's there. She's there. Mm-hmm. She's on top of it. Uh-huh. And like, I guess for me, again, in the back of my mind, I always saw Derek and I always admired him for being such a great leader in the church because one VBS, he was just so fantastic. And, you know, seeing him being so good with the kids was, of course, such a huge thing thing for me because as someone who loves working with children seeing somebody else who's you know also just joyfully engaging with kids to me is such a beautiful thing and it's very rare to see a lot of guys do that um, from my personal experience at that point so it was just so new to me and I just admired that so much so in the back of my mind I always saw that like oh man this Derek guy is a really good catch um but there was nothing going on <laughs> and he wouldn't talk to me unless he needed something from me. Mm-hmm. Even during those moments of VBS where, you know, <laughs> we'd have to do like um, devotion together in the mornings or something like that. It mm-hmm. would still be pretty just business, mm. just business. Yeah. And I think for a while I was kind of just like, I, I thought you were cool, but I didn't really want to date someone in the church because I thought it would have been, really awkward if things had gone bad you know like mm-hmm. especially because we were both so heavy in it like if we talked for a little bit or even if I just like asked you out and you rejected me even that would have been so awkward and crushing to me that I don't know if I would have even <laughs> been as involved with church so that kind of put me off for a long time um but mostly because I just thought no there's no way that Rachel would be into me. yeah he thought that I was just nice to everyone mm-hmm. um but I mean for those of you who know me as like like really affectionate and all that kind of stuff like it was pretty still pretty obvious that Derek was pretty special like the way I was interacting with Derek was kind of special like um back in the day when we posted on each other's walls on Facebook Oof, yeah um just like me writing something on his wall with like tip somebody off and they would be like oh what's going on over here like why are you guys talking over here and literally our conversations would just be about like can you teach sabbath school but like the way i would go about it i was pretty flirtatious yeah looking back at it now i'm like oh my gosh how did i not know it's so obvious it's pretty obvious um it was obvious to everyone but Derek. and it really wasn't until it was the next 
year of VBS together. Um, yeah, the year was, 2012. That was the year that I brought a lot of my high school friends with me to VBS. Um, and one in particular was Ofisa, who you guys might know. Um, and he he was really involved, too. And he got to know you really well. He got to know all the church yeah. people and spent a lot of time with us. Um, and I remember at the end of the week, me and Ofisa were sitting in a car together. And he was basically telling me, dude, you need to ask Rachel out. She definitely likes you. I'm like, no, but like, what if she rejects me? He's like, no, do it. She likes you for sure. How do you not see it? <laughs> and so finally, the next week, um, I asked her out in the most passive way possible. It was so lame. <laughs> it was so lame that I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah. I I basically texted her at like 11 or 12. I texted you, hey, did you eat lunch yet? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I was going to ask you out to lunch, but oh, well. <laughs> and, then, and then you were like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, okay, sure. And then we go show up. We get Togo's. Um, oh, you you missed a very important part of that story, though. Remember, um, how were you feeling as you were <laughs> you were driving to so come get me? I was really nervous as I was driving there. Um, I pull up, I park, and I'm just like looking around, kind of nervous, like, oh, where's her house? And then, bam, she just like slams my my window to try to scare me. Um, and basically at that point, like all the butterflies went away and the rest of the, the lunch went super well. We talked for a long time and just really vibed. Yeah. Um, I remember it was mo mostly me talking, but I mean, but that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's still that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've definitely come out of your shell though. Let's be mm -hmm. honest. Um, yeah, we were at Togo's, and I think that was, like, the only time we've actually ever eaten Togo's. I've yet to go back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th I considered proposing at Togo's, but I knew you would not oh, have enjoyed definitely that. not. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time just getting to know each other, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. Like, we didn't even realize the time had passed, mm -hmm. and I thought it was such, such an effortless way of being with you. Mm-hmm. That I was like, this guy's so nice. I knew he was a good one. <laughs> I knew it. And I was just like so excited, telling my friends all about it. Like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, we had lunch. But then no one was like, oh, it was a date. It was, yeah. I was just like, yeah, we just had lunch. Yeah. But in Derek's mind, that was our first date. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was special to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from that point on, we started, you know, talking to each other a lot like every day texting each other at some points even calling each other and then our phone calls would go on for hours mm -hmm. and then we became very very good friends at that point um and then at some point a special day in july <laughs> we were having a phone call late at night it was like you know getting tired and all that kind of stuff what happened that night of <laughs> july 19th 2012. Uh, I think that was the night that I asked you to be my girlfriend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Ooh. was when it became official. And then what happened uh, like two, three days after uh, that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to bring this up. Yeah. because it's, <laughs> it's important. What happened? So two, three days after he asked me to be his girlfriend over the phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I came over to his house and we watched a movie. And then 
we were like sitting on the couch and then Derek turned to me and he was like, oh, do you want to be my girlfriend? And in my mind, I was just like, what? <laughs> I thought, I thought we already, <laughs> I thought we already established that we were. And he was like, what? <laughs> I told him, I was like, oh, but you asked me already on July 19th. Do you not remember that? He was like, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think because I felt like like that wasn't real because I did it over the phone. So I felt like I had to do it in person. So I guess I just tried to play it off and you were just not having it. Yeah. I was just so confused as to why that would happen. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And I was like, okay, I guess he was really tired or something that night. But you yeah. you think that you would remember something like that. I remember it happening. I just didn't want that to be like the way it went down okay. and the way that we would be talking about it eight years later on our marriage podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that's how it played out. <laughs> so that day, I was like, you know what? Our day one was July 19th, 2012. Mm -hmm. And it's been eight years since then, which is crazy to me to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess since then, we've definitely been through some ups and downs. But I think we got we got close really quickly and we got to a place where we were able to develop a very trusting relationship mm -hmm. um, where we are able to communicate very openly. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what was probably the biggest challenge in our relationship? Yeah, sure. Um, so in our timeline, we started dating in um, we started dating July 19th of 2012. And then we were together for two years. Mm -hmm. And it was time to go off to college. Mm -hmm. right? Um, and we knew that we were really good at communicating and we had a very trusting relationship. And it was those first two years together that really helped solidify that and set that foundation for us as a couple. Um, but it was when Derek got into UCLA and he moved there, we started long distance that it started getting really, really tough. Yeah, and it was hard, especially because you were here at community college, and mm -hmm. I feel like you just didn't have that solid, like, friend group yet, and mm -hmm. so you were mostly just going to class and working, Yeah, and so you didn't have as much going on here while I was going off to UCLA, and I was, like, exploring all these different social exactly. events and clubs and um, just, you know, class and being stressed out and mm -hmm. all this other stuff, so we were used to talking to each other on the phone, like, every single day and being seeing each other on the weekends every Saturday at least mm -hmm. and if not throughout the week as well to seeing each other maybe once every couple of months and with me trying to you know squeeze in conversations here and there yeah and for someone who like just loves to talk and enjoys you know quality time and mm -hmm. especially because I my huge thing is like words of affirmation you know mm -hmm. uh, we talk about the love languages quite a lot um, and something that's really high up there for me is physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And for me, not being able to talk to you regularly, um, and thinking like, oh, like, is it really that hard for you to step outside yeah. of your, your dorm room for like 10 minutes to have a conversation with me? Like yeah. something that I thought was so easy for me, what, what was actually hard for you. Yeah. It was those types of conversations where, you know, we had to recalibrate what it meant to communicate and how we communicate with one another how we share and we show that we really do still care and love each other um and that was a really big turning point for us and i think 
it was definitely the hardest four years of our relationship, mm -hmm. but definitely we grew so much in that time frame because mm -hmm. we learned how to be apart from one another and how mm -hmm. to be our own selves mm -hmm. with our own group of friends, our own interests, and that being okay, mm -hmm. you know, that we can have an identity outside of our, our couple, right? Mm -hmm. The two of us. That is something interesting about us is that we actually don't have that many common interests. Definitely um, not. At least originally, you know, like I was really into sports and um, uh, what else am I into? Like comedy, <laughs> Sports and like, more sports. Like cars, like very like stereotypical dude stuff, I guess. Or mm. even more American stuff. Yeah. Um, music wise too, you know. Oh, yeah. Pop and like even old like American jazz and, and yeah. stuff like that. Whereas you're very into Korean dramas and K-pop and mm -hmm. and Disney movies, which mm -hmm. I thought was hilarious when I first met you. I'm like, you're really still watching Disney movies? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, we're like 17. You're taking me to watch Brave. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but, you know, we were able to learn how to find, um, one, how to be our own people outside of our relationship but to also to find the things that we do enjoy together mm -hmm. um we learn actually like three or four years into our relationship that we both really enjoy stand-up comedy oh yes which we both didn't really watch that much before but it was um dave Chappelle's stand-up that i watched one day and i was like i have to show rachel and then you watched it and you were dying and we still quote it to this day yep. and so that's something that we've been able to find to connect on but even then, um, even when we are not doing the same thing, we're still able to be our own people and enjoy our own hobbies and interests and support each other and try to understand each other's yeah. interests too. Yeah. <laughs> and something that I think I really like about you know us is that even if we may not fully understand the other person, we're very accepting of it, mm -hmm. right? Like me grow having grown up the way that I've grown up and you growing up the way that you grew up, there's no way that we could ever fully understand what the other person is feeling or, you know, is processing information or anything like that. Yet we're still so open and we're always saying that like, hey, like I'm here to listen to you and I'm mm -hmm. here to accept you. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is that you may say or do, mm -hmm. I'm here to be accepting of you and still love you. Um, regardless of me being able to understand you fully mm -hmm. and I think that I really appreciate that and just over the years the way that we communicate that with each other has grown mm -hmm. and I think we've become a lot more self-reflective mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's because it came with age yeah, <laughs> maybe probably <laughs> no but I think a lot of that is definitely attributed to what we always talk about on this podcast is your education background you know where you taking are you majoring in child development? I mm -hmm. think was actually really helpful to our relationship because you learned so many things um, about listening and learning to just people. Mm -hmm. And you taught me those things. And as a result, we were a lot better at resolving conflict. I think yeah. that that's something that was probably one of the biggest things in our relationship and helped us to stay together even through long distance, even though we did have rough patches. Mm -hmm. um, I think our ability to understand why we were angry what why the other person was angry mm -hmm. um how even though we may say something it may be coming from some other place it yeah. may be coming from something else that we're feeling or something that we're going through um and i think that has been probably 
the biggest thing that has kept us together um, and allowed us to maintain a strong relationship despite me, you know, leaving you for LA, leaving you for Australia, going to the Philippines. Oh yeah, those are the things that we didn't talk about. Derek <laughs> yeah. left me a lot, you guys. So not only did we do long distance for four long years, um, but you would think like, oh, but you guys had the summers together. Uh-uh, nope. Um, this guy would go on mission trips to the Philippines. I am, but bless his heart. Like, yes, mission work, you're doing God's work. And I'm so proud of you and admire you so much for doing that. But mm. come on, you left me for like, what, over a month and I had <laughs> no f- way to contact you whatsoever. That was a tough one because that was the, the summer after my freshman year. Ugh. And like the whole freshman year, we're like, oh, like we can't wait till summer. We'll get to spend time with each other again. It'll be like high school. Mm-hmm. And then boom. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go to the Philippines in June for, for six weeks. <laughs> That was a tough sell. That was very tough. That was very tough. Um, and then, like, him going studying abroad in Australia for his program, mm. which, again, like, such a great opportunity. That sounds so much fun. And yeah. he got to travel with his friends, which was even greater. But for me, I'm just like, <laughs> so far away. <laughs> yeah, but, so, you know, somehow we were able to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think we've been – You know, we've been living great lives, um, not separately, but we've been, you know, doing our thing and learning and growing. And I feel like now we're in a place where although we're still in transition periods in our lives, um, you know, we couldn't wait any longer. No, (laughs) it was it was just time to do it. Yeah, it was eight years. Yeah. Eight years of being together. And a lot of people were wondering, like, so now that you guys are done with school, like, mm. wh- when are you guys going to get married? And, like, for us, we were always saying that, you know, oh, later, later, mm. later, later. Mm. Um, and I guess um, there was just kind of, like, a moment where um, you had a realization. It's like, oh, there really isn't anything that we have to wait for specifically if we know mm-hmm. what's the point, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and because I – right now I'm trying to get into – Uh, PA school physician assistant school and my goal was to at the very least get in and then get married Mm -hmm. um maybe have like a more stable like future and know where I'm going um but I've kind of been on a journey recently just because you know after college I talked about in my podcast episode about just figuring out my life and figuring out my struggles and my my educational struggles and Mm -hmm. growing as a person and now I am completely confident in myself and my capabilities and what I can do with God on my side. Um, and I know exactly what my plan is going to be. Um, and so I felt completely confident in in committing to you and committing to making this work, um, even though it may not be the most conventional plan. And when I talked to my parents about that, I totally thought they were going to shut me down. <laughs> you know, I thought they were going to be like, what do you talking about yeah you're insane get married um but surprisingly they were actually really supportive and Mm -hmm. i think the thing that really um made me comforted by them was that they actually started off um in a transition period as well in their lives and they told me that you know what life never goes according to plan Mm -hmm. but you as long as you love each other and if you really love each other and love god and have God in your relationship, you're going to be able to make it work no matter what the circumstances are. And we see that you two truly believe that and are willing to do what it takes. And so we believe in you. And if you really want to make that decision, we fully support you. 
And at that moment, I was like, all right, I, we're doing this. We're, we're getting married. Yeah. And it's interesting because like when he was having this conversation with his parents, we had already been kind of talking about, oh, what does the future hold for yeah. us? And yeah. then we were joking around saying like, okay, you have the end of this month to propose. <laughs> Um, um, and this was in July of uh-huh. this year. Like you have until the end of this month. And Derek, being the smart person that he is, when he was planning the proposal, mm. knew mm-hmm. that if he wanted to propose and not, you know, not let the surprise be ruined, mm-hmm. he needed to make it quick. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it's crazy because all of this happened in about the span of a week of me just going through this realization um, and deciding to get married and talking about it with my family and my friends to me proposing that Saturday, (laughs) 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 which was crazy that we were able to make it happen and we were able to surprise you. And it was so great. Yeah. And now we're trying to plan a wedding in about three months. Yeah. Or a total span of three months. Because that was, that was July and it's happening in October. So yeah less than three months yeah less than three months um in covid times in quarantine in the smoky fire of everything that's happening during student teaching during student teaching while i'm taking classes i'm trying to get a job like this the past three months it's funny because before july i feel like we were chilling like oh yeah yeah i was taking classes and you were working but like we were playing animal crossing we were relaxing like life was life was pretty chill we would spend hours just chilling on the couch playing animal crossing yeah and now i feel like we don't have a free second i can't even i can't even like wrap my head around that right now like sitting down and playing video games i can't even even wrap my head around that right now like even trying to bit time to record this podcast like i feel so it was a struggle you guys because we were supposed to record earlier and shane has been on us trying to get this done and we've been really bad about it but we made it happen and we're really looking forward to this series and hearing about um other couples lives and the struggles that they've been through um i feel like there's so much more for us to learn Mm -hmm. Um, from other people going forward even though we've been dating for so long i feel like marriage is a whole nother animal yeah it's a it's the next level Mm -hmm. right um and i guess one of the big biggest things that we wanted to get out of this series was the questions that we might have for these couples what can we learn Mm -hmm. right if you know me i'm always eager to learn Mm -hmm. eager to learn about myself um, eager to learn about all the new th- ways that I can grow as an individual and for us as a couple, right? And this is yet another opportunity for us to grow um, individually and as a couple with this new chapter in our lives, yeah. right? And I think we're both definitely looking forward to the challenge of marriage because I think we're definitely not naive. We know that just because we've been dating for eight years doesn't mean that marriage is going to be a cakewalk. I'm sure there's going to be a whole new suite of challenges that comes along with it. And so I'm so curious to hear what other couples, what what are the things that surprised them when they got married that mm-hmm. they didn't expect and that they wish they had known before they got married. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, even like just the spiritual aspect of marriage too, mm-hmm. right? Um, our understanding of that could be very different from somebody else's and we're so eager to have those types of conversations. Like how are you able um to see god in your relationship how are you able to maintain a relationship as a couple and with god as well Mm -hmm. um and just even 
like very practical questions we might ask like mm. how do you guys like deal with finances yeah. or how do you like run the house yeah. like who does the chores who, who does, does the what chores? chores yeah because you know Derek and I might have an idea of what it, it might be like but it could be completely different mm-hmm. right um so we're just so interested to see what couples are like um and we get to know them again in a new way Mm -hmm. with our church members which Mm -hmm. is so much fun Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're just excited for this and we hope that you guys will continue to be on this journey with us and yeah this is us in a nutshell Mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah there's a lot more that we could have talked about but we didn't want to bore you with all of the nitty-gritty details if you really want to know just reach out to me and I'll let you know. It can be a private conversation between you and I. <laughs> I just hope this wasn't too gross for everybody. Yeah, it could have been way grosser. I swear it could have been way grosser. But um, thank you so much for just being with us and being willing to grow with us. We're so excited to continue on this journey of you know, marriage together and growing together as individuals and as a couple. And um, we highly encourage you guys to, you know, subscribe to whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Um, We just want to thank you. We appreciate you for being here and clicking play. Um, And we hope that, you know, you'll be blessed and God be with you. We thank you. We love you guys. Bye.